Okay, let's begin. This is Halacha Gimel now. The Mishnah begins. Haya Rosh Tor Yarak Benichnas Latoch Sada Yarak. If you've got a Rosh Tor, we explained that before configuration, almost like a, the, the end of the road comes to a point, and at that point touches a or a diamond, as you said, touching a square, we say even if it touches it, because it doesn't look like a mixture. And we've discussed the concept of Rosh Tor a number of times, and I don't think we need to elaborate. Now, what happens is follows. Now, the thing have to be, we have to be conscious of is we've, we've been discussing lots of different things. We're talking about Tavua and we're talking about Yarak which is produce and vegetables. We previously discussed putting a row of vegetables within a field of, of Tavua. Now we're talking putting a row of vegetables inside a, if you like, a sadeh, a field of other vegetables. It's not rows of vegetables next to rows of vegetables. It's not a field next to a field. It's a row inside a field. Okay, so with all this Mishnah, just so you don't get confused, I can remember what we're talking about because the dinner are going to be different. So according to the first opinion, so you want to plant a row of one vegetable in another. Rabbi Shmuel says, He says, if you want to do so, you have to make sure you, that row you're putting in goes one end to the other. It has to be what's called mafulash, like a mavoy mafulash. It has to run all the way through. Exactly how much spacing is between your row and the rest of the field will get to. We don't know that yet. That's not clear from the Mishnah, according to Rabbi Shmuel. It has to go the whole way. The reason why, because if it doesn't go the whole way, then it would be meaning it only goes half the way or a small way, and it's surrounded on three sides. He says that's what's called chavush. It's surrounded. It looks like it is. Um, it looks like it's probably kilaim or appears like kilaim. Now, Rabbi Akiva says, you, even as long as it's shishat fachim varochav mlo'o. Now, the, comp- the complexity in this Mishnah that the Maharaj Mishnah discusses is we're talking about a telem. What is the telem that we're dealing with? The way we're going to be explaining the Mishnah is like Reb Chaim and actually the, like the Kati as well explains it this way, mostly, let's say, is the actual, the telem is that separation between our row and the field, our, like the blue, the, the new row, and the green, the rest of the field. That's what we're talking about, the telem. Otherwise, the row is called, let's use the terminology, right? That's called the shura. okay? There's a shura and there's a telem. Now, just to be clear, there are other, for example, the Rambam says we're actually talking about the telem is the row. We're talking about all the dimensions of what you're planting inside. But I don't want to confuse you with that now. So the discussion is the orach, the length of the telem. The length is meaning how long I can, how long it can go is at least six tfachim. Once I've got six tfachim, that's fine. And despite the fact it's around on all sides. And the rochav, meaning the width, not the width of the row, the width of the telem, the separation is going to be Mlo'a, Now, what is Mlo'a? Mlo'a is its width or whatever, whatever that means. So you've got two explanations here. The reason why I'm bringing both is because Reb Chaim brings both, and you'll see we'll have to lean on one as we go along. One is the Mlo'a means that it's the width, the separation is the same width of the row. That's the rush. So the separation, the width of that telem, that faro, that's separating is Sitzfachim. However, the grass is, and we're going to explain like the grass later on, it'll be important for the later sugya. Mlo'a simply means amashahu. Meaning, as long as you've got six long, as long as the, as the separation can be a mashahu, it doesn't look like a mixture. It all fits in nicely. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yehuda is the third opinion. Rabbi Yehuda says, Rochav Kmelo Rochav Parsa. He says it has to be the width of a parsa. Parsa is a foot, that's a tefach. So, what's interesting, according to the Rush, he's more mekil, and according to the Gra, he's more machmir. That's going to be important because later we're going to explain how, like the Gra, whether Rabbi Yehuda is more machmir or requiring a tefach, not just a mashahu. Okay, clear? Those are the different shitot in the Mishnah. 
So let's go through it again. Rabbi Shmuel says you've got to go all the way through. We're not the, trying the, much. The, the, rash, the rash is machmir and the grah is mekil. Correct. But what I'm saying yeah, yeah. is, okay. Rabbi, okay. according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, uh, is Rabbi Yehuda more machmir on Rabbi Akiva or not? So according to Rabbi Yehuda's, Rabbi Yehuda's being, uh, according to the rash, Rabbi Yehuda's more mekil than Rabbi Akiva. And according to the Gra, Rabbi Yehuda's more machmir than Rabbi Akiva. Because it's a tefach versus a mashu. That's why I say machmir mekil. Just so it didn't confuse it. Okay. Now, the Gemara begins by saying haya rosh tor. Now you have probably um, you probably have written here tani bar kafra enu elamina Now that's what Y had in my square brackets, which was moved all the way before the Mishnah. And that the Reb Chaim says indeed it should be moved before the Mishnah because that's shita Rebbe Zera that dealt with what we're discussing before. Which is, if you remember, we had a small furrow like hole in the middle of a field. And the, we said you can plant one on one side, one in below, and one on the side. That was yesterday's shear. And he's saying, no, it has to be the same mean otherwise, which, in other words, I didn't explain the end of the shear correctly last time. But Rabbi Zir is cholek, and he says it has to be the same min, otherwise it's chavush. The two on each side is as if it's surrounding that which is inside, it would be a mixture. Okay. But that was really related to yesterday's Mishnah. That's why in my Gemara, I've got it in round brackets. I'm not sure if you have it printed in yours. Now let's continue. Ma'am Rabbi Shmal Barochav. So if you recall here, Shita Rabbi Shmal says it has to be Mufulash all the way to the end. The question is, what is the separation? How much gap does he have to live between the two? So we say, Ma'in Rabbi Akiva Shuhu Chovesh Mishlosh Rochot Itlei Rochav Mlo'o. Rabbi Shmal Shuhu Chovesh Bishtei Rochot Lo Kol Shaken. So we try and learn a Kol Shaken from Rabbi Akiva. Now, again, let's look at according to the Rush and the Gra. Okay. According to the Rush, if Rabbi Akiva, who says, who is, if you like, Rabbi Akiva, that's more makil, he allows it to be surrounded on three sides. He requires it to be six tfachim wide separation. Okay. Where Rabbi, then Rabbi Ishmael, who's more machmir, that doesn't allow it to be surrounded on three sides. He, he only allows it, he says, it, the only way you can have it is this mufulash. Kalvachomer, he requires six tfachim on either side. That's one way of looking at the Kalvachomer. That's the rush. The other way is actually the opposite, which is the gra. Meaning if Rebbe Akiva is the, where it looks even more chavush, it's like the opposite Kalvachomer, where it even looks more surrounded. Rebbe Akiva says you can have it surrounded. You don't have to go all the way through. If he says a masha who is sufficient, even though it's completely surrounded on all sides, the country of Ishmael, where it doesn't look as chavush, kavachomer, you know, one a masha would be sufficient. Now, whichever way you understand it, whether according to the rush or the gra, it makes no difference because it obviously makes a difference halachically. But I'm saying that the gist here is that Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael in our Mishnah require the same separation next to the row. It's just Rabbi Ishmael says that row has to go from one end to the other, whereas Rabbi Akiva says it only has to go six tfachim in. But the separation between that row and the rest of the yarak is going to be the same. According to Rush, it's six. According to the Gra, it's a mashal. Okay? Fine. That is page number two. Let's go to page number three. <clears throat> now, the next question is, Now, this brings us back to an old suge. That's why I've changed the colors. With the, with the, with the, we're, we're talking about now, if you recall, we said before, if you want to have a plant, a row of vegetables inside a field of tvua, very important, it's tvua here, which is produce, not in the field of vegetables, which we're discussing. We saw previously, or Rabbi Akiva said, that it has to be 
a Beit Rova length, not six Tfachim, Beit Rova's ten, ten and a half Amot, approximately. So that's a bit longer. Now, the question is, what would Rebbe Ishmael say in that sugya? In other words, by vegetables, he says it has to go mufwalash all the way through, vegetables inside vegetables. Does he say by a row of vegetables in a row in a field of uh, of tfua, of say wheat or barley, does it also have to go mufwalash? So the answer is a very simple one. Ma in Rebbe Kibid who makeil hacha machmir taman. Rebbe Shmael who machmir hacha lokoshen machmir taman. So in other words, here in Al Sugya, all Rebbe Akivit required was a length of six tfachim. There, by Yerik and Tfua, he is more machmir. He requires a Beit Rover, a much longer length, 10 times that, more than 10 times that. So Rebbe Ishmael, therefore, who's more machmir than Rebbe Akiva in our case, that six tfachim is not enough. You need it to go all the way through. Kal v'chomer, if Rebbe Akiva is more machmir in the case of Yerik and Tfua, Kal v'chomer, Rebbe Ishmael requires it to go all the way, would require it to go all the way through. That's a straightforward, simple Kal v'chomer. So now the Gemara says, lo kench, lo, uh, sorry, sorry, lo tzorcha, in other words, indeed, that's a case. Lo chod ma. Now question is, akiva taman barochav. In other words, indeed, you're right. Okay. Um, that would clearly be the case. He needs to go all the way through. But the question is, what is the width he requires? Now I have to explain what the width requires. If you recall, now, if you look at Rabbi Akiva, this, this picture is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says that you need it to be Yes, a bait robber long and six tfachim wide. Now we've just established Rabbi Shema would require if you want vegetables in a field of four, you need it to be the full length. Does it is it him if for him is it also sufficient that it's six wide? Or would it require to be more? So we say, taman, just as there, or ken. Ken taman lo So to here would be the case. So in other words, just as we learned in our case, back to our Mishnah, we said that the space on the side, but for Rabbi Shmael and Rabbi Kiba, the space of the Telem, they both hold the same shear. Again, according to Rashi, six Tfachim, according to the Gerai, it's one, 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 it's a mashahu. So too, when it comes to width dimensions, despite the fact they argue on the length, whether it's partial all the way through, the, the width dimension would be the same. In other words, the conclusion, therefore, is that according to Rabbi Ishmael, if you have a row of Yerek in a field of Tvua, he would be more machmir than Rabbi Akiva, requiring it to go the whole way through. But the Rochav, he would agree, it's exactly the same that six Tvachim is sufficient. Okay, good. Now, whew, let's continue. Um, it says as follows. Shmuel Amar lo shanu ela shurachat hashtay masur. According to Shmuel, for for uh, whatever reason, he says that um, that that according Rabbi Akiva, when he says it's enough to be six tfachim long deep in a field of yerek be yerek, which is let's go back, which is this part, th- this um, this picture over here. That's only if it's one shura, meaning one that is wide. However, if it would be two shurot, you want to put in. That's starting to look a bit more problematic. Interestingly, that it is, because sometimes you say the more it is, the better it is. But now we're saying, you know, if it's only two short bits, now it's looking more problematic. He would agree, this is the quintra of Shmuel, he would agree that it has to go all the way through like Rabbi Shmuel. However, Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish say, no, Tarvei, who they both agree, Amur Loshnia, he, um, he, it doesn't make a difference. 
if it's one or I'm just putting it on the side there. Whether it's one or two rows, it will still be sufficient for six. Now, let's go to the next case. This is this one here. Rabbi Shmuel says as follows. This is Rabbi Shimon Malakish says. Sorry, Rabbi Shmuel Malakish says. What you can do? Let's say you have a field of tfua. What you can do? You can place up to four rows in the middle. Now, what does it mean up to four rows? Now, the reason is as follows. There's a difference if you have a field of Yerakot next to a field of Tfua, or if you've got a row. We said if you have a row, it's sufficient to have a spacing of six Tfachim. If you have a field, you have to have a much bigger spacing between the two of a Beit Rova. Okay? What Rabbi Shimon, what Rabbi Shimon and Lakish is saying, how many rows can you have until it becomes considered a field? Again, if it's just considered rows, six Tfachim is enough of a space between the vegetables and the wheat. If it's a field, you need to now it's considered much more significant. You need a bait rover. Yes, question. But what's the bika? Why the emphasis on the bika? Um, we've seen bika referred to a number of times. That bika is generally where they used to plant a lot of uh, produce. That's that not it's, because it's, there's more rain or less rain, or it's because something higher. Sure, I'm not sure than why. We, I, I think we saw we saw it much earlier on. I think in the it's not an indent in the in the ground. It's not yeah like valley. A, yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, they say. That, um, um, I think we saw previously that they stam used to plant in bika sadot of tvua. That's what I've seen previously. That's that's generally the expression of. Uh, that's my simple explanation. I'm not sure you, you need to read anything more into that. Okay. <clears throat> I think we mentioned this year once before, but I definitely saw it one in a parish that because stam bika is when they used to where they used to plant tvua. Okay. So what anyway? What Bishma is saying up to four rows is considered still considered rows. You only have six six tvachim. If you planted another row. Then it's now. Now you can't say it's individual rows anymore. Now you've got a proper, like if you like a field of yarakot, and six tfachim wouldn't be a good enough separation. You need to leave a proper bait rover, ten and a half or more. Okay. Now the Gemara continues. What Rabbi Yochanan uh, is saying, he's he's saying yes, abra shorot, that's fine, but it needs to be that the outside two. Uh, have a din of an aruga, meaning the six tfachim wide. And if that's the case, then you can have even the ones in the middle can be even narrower than that. They, they themselves don't have to be six, because normally say Ashura has to be six wide. But we're saying that as long as, according to Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan, as long as the outer two have that minimum shear of six tfachim wide, then even the ones in sandwiched in between can be, um, can be uh, less than six tfachim wide. And with Amar Reb Zi'ir, Reb Zira says, Bavad shalosh patoch shisha. Now, Reb Chaim says this is really continuing uh, the same idea. He says, provided that what? That the outer ones, as long as there are a majority planted, so three out of the six, then again, we said the ones in the middle can be less than six tfachim, and you to still have a din of shurot, if you like. Okay, that's as if that's Reb Chaim's explanation that seems that they all still sort of follow together with the same question of at what point, like when we're planting rows within a field, what are the again, minimum dimensions? And at what point do we say it's no longer rows and then that turns into a, a field? So we said it's a maximum that it's a maximum of four rows according to But even the rows themselves, the inner ones can be narrower than the standard, provided that the outer ones are these standard row sizes, and according to zero, they're majority majority planted. Okay. As I two, said to two, you, two, two, two questions yes. on the first, on the on the higher picture. No, 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 no. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah. there are yeah. four there. So the two outer ones are six, and the two yeah. middle ones are, can be less. So it can also be they don't need to be the same 
That can be well, four. They, they, that can all be four. together, all together, it can be twenty-four. Altogether. It can be twenty-four. I Maximum. think what it's saying, according to Reb Chaim, is is that yeah. normally you want you need to have a shura to be defined. Right, on right, a, right. And a shura is only yeah. And a shura yeah. is only six, but the, yes. the leniency as long as you have the outside. But then, and that, then, then you can then you when you make them half a tefach, let's say you can have even five in the middle. Let's say keilu. Correct. You, you can two. have five and five or something like that. Correct. Yeah. I think that's that's. Now that go is, down to the last picture you just showed, please. And the last picture is yeah. Uh, I don't I don't see the three betoch shisha. What does that mean? Okay. Where's the three? This here, the the, the checkered area is half of that fat that 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 outer fat rose being planted. Yeah. Right. Meaning, if I make a shura of six on the outside, provided that there are a majority planted, then the inner then it's considered as if I've got two arugot on the outside, and the ones in the middle could be less than six tefachim then. But that's not three. That's not three then in the middle. No, no. Here, from here to here. Sorry, no. From from here, when my mouse is all the way to here, that's one aruga that's six wide. Okay. And I've planted a half of it. That's three okay. of the six. Mm. You see? The checkered area is three of that six shura. Is that clear? Hope, hope. Oh, you mean, aha. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, half. So I should make the picture. Half should yeah, be right. planted. Half should be planted. Half of it should be planted. It's not three three tlamim of green. In no, the, no, 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 no. It's the... three tfachim of the six tfachim. Got it. Okay. Got it, got it. Now, just again, just so you're aware, um, I, I said this before I started this year. <laughs> it's everyone learns through this whole suga very, very differently. Um, and it's and it, like, for example, the rush that this this last statement is talking about something completely different of a single shura that's going in. It, I don't want to confuse you with it. We have to be. Like uh, straight and simple, I think, to try and get through this uh, sugya. We can stay with Reb Chaim. Yeah, this is very simple. This is straight, okay. <laughs> straight and simple, yeah. All right, let's continue. Rabbi Huda says as follows, Rochav. Now, here, Amar Huna, time the Rabbi Huda, why does Rabbi Huda say you need a tefach around the outside of it? Because it says, Vishkita Baraglacha Gagana Yarak. Again, this is this is referring to, uh, it says, Ki Ha'aret Ashatava Shama Larishta. You went out there, the plant, you planted the, the seed, and you watered it with your foot. Now, what, is, what, is, what do we learn for watering it with your foot? So Reb Chaim understands here, aside from the parish I'm sure you're aware of, that means you need the shir That spacing has to be such you can walk along there with your feet, which is a tefach wide, and water it. That's why he says it's a tefach. Now, we learned in our sugya he needs a tefach. Also, we learned all the way back, if you remember, the shisha baruga, and you've got a, the shura on the outside of tefach. If you remember, we said, according to the rush, the reason why you can plant it on the border is because the border itself, which is a tefach high, that's considered a, that is considered an, a harchaka. So in other words, we learned the concept of harchaka tefach here in our sugya, between your shura that you're putting in a field of Yerek. And we also learned earlier the shira harchaka of Rabbi Huda is a tefach from the arugadas down the bottom and those that are planted on the raised border on the outside. Okay? Okay? Yes? Good. So it says, now it's v'tina hacha de Rabbi Huda, v'tinan taman. And we need both of them. Ilo taninan hacha had we only learned the case here. Of a tefach, we require sirch of a lot in an hatam, and they didn't teach it over there. Having an amr, I would have thought ma in Rabbi Yehuda dehu machmer is machmer hacha. Here, Rabbi Yehuda requires a tefach. If you remember, according to the Gra, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, a mekil the only require mashahu. 
So I would have thought, just as Rabbi Yehuda is machmir here, taman, there where the Rabbanim require not a tefach, a tefach mechetza, in other words, Rabbi Yehuda, who is, again, he's machmir here requiring a tefa. And, and the chachamim uh, require only a mashahu for the separation. There where the Rabbi Yehuda only requires a tefa spacing, I would think the Chachamim would be Meikil and also only require Tefa. That's why I need to teach that sugya over there by the Aruga that no, Chachamim require Tefa Chamechetza. Okay? And we say, um, so therefore, That's why in the mission over there, I mean, the case by the Shab Aruga and the border. Or Ilutan in Taman, have we learned that case? We didn't learn our case. I mean, there. Chachamim require a tefach mechetza, if you recall. A tefach is not a sufficient. The tefach raised border according to Rush wasn't enough. We said you need, you need a full tefach mechetza spacing. Inu mekilin, um, and he, meaning Rabbi Yehuda's mekil, hacha Rabbi Yehuda do mekil, Rabbi Yehuda, who's mekil taman, lo koshagen diakil hacha, maybe he, here, Rabbi Yehuda only requires a mashu and not a tefach. Therefore, mani hacha v'tzurcha matni taman. So I'll explain it to you outside because all the wording was a bit confusing. The, po- the point of why you need both Mishnayot is because in our case, Rabbi Huda is Machmir and Chachamim and Meikil. Rabbi Huda requires a Tefach where Chachamim only requires a Mashahu space. And in the other sugya by the, the, the Aruga with a border, it's the opposite. Rabbi Huda is Meikil, requiring only saying the border raise of a Tefach is sufficient, whereas Chachamim and Machmir and they require Tefach or Mechetz. So again, our case, Rabbi Huda's Machmir, Chachamim and Meikil. Other case, Rabbi Huda's Meikil, Chachamim and Machmir. So therefore, had I only taught one and not the other, I could have come to the wrong conclusion regarding spacing. I would have thought that, that in both cases, Rabbi Huda's Meikil and Chachamim and Machmir, or vice versa. Okay? And I would have come to the wrong conclusion dimensions. That is why I need both sugyas. Okay? That's, that's, uh, I hope that's uh, clear. Okay, let's continue. Next Mishnah. And we've still got a bit to do. Hanotea shtei shurot shel kishuim shtei shurot shel diluim v'shtei shurot shel pol mitzri, mutar. Now to explain here, we mentioned if you more, we, we refer to the muksha, those more uh, wild, if you like, vegetables, that leaves are, are much bigger and they spread out. What the mission is saying here, if you plant two rows of these, all these type of muksha, these are uh, the kishuim, didalim, and pol mitzri. I've sort of changed the colors, even though I've used orange and yellow, it's usually zera, but I, I ran out of colors. But anyway, the point is that these are all, they're, they're, if, as long as they're two, 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 they look like different fields and they're not considered a, it's not considered a kilai. However, shurash kishrim, shurashadulim, shurashadulimitri, if it's only one, 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 then you've got a problem. Why? Because it looks like these two on the outside are chovesh, they're chavush, they're now surrounding and clustering in or closing in that which is in the middle as a shte shurot chutzanot chavshot. Okay, that would be asu. What happens if you've got shura shel kishuim, shura shel dulim, shura and shel pol mitzri, v'shura shel kishuim? So you've got the pattern like this, where the two outer ones are the same and the two middle ones are one. So Rebbe Leizer says his matir, we'll, say, we'll have to understand she's a Rebbe Meir in, in a moment, hachanim say it's asur. Why? Because once again, you've got individual rows, they're not considered a proper field on their own, as we said, they're just rows, and they're chupshot, the two outer rows are closing in the middle one. What is she to Rebbe Leizer? Um, I will 
not explain it yet we'll, because the Gemara is going to explain it um, uh, in due course. Now, let's say you've got one little hole and there's nothing in the outside, importantly. You plant one kishut, one dala. Now, again, the leaves grow funny, as we said, start spreading. Then it's okay, it's okay. you can do that. You can do you can plant them even close to one another as long as you put up some sort of, according to the Chazanish, you put some sort of stick up to ensure the leaves grow in separate directions. So that the branch, the leaves, and that's literally a hair, but the, 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 the branches and the, um, and the leaves grow out in opposite directions. Now, importantly here, the, the Reb Chaim says it doesn't even need to, need to be spaced. Uh, the Mishnah Shonda disagrees, but it doesn't, it doesn't need to be spaced. Now, why is that? Meaning, even if they're within a Shirya Nika, meaning even if they're close to one another, um, as long as that doesn't look like Kilayim, they're not, again, they weren't planted together, they're just in close proximity. We say that as long as it doesn't look like Kilayim, it's not Kilayim, even if they're even if they're drawing from the same or sharing the same soil to draw sustenance. Now this sounds like that that is komashu chachamim, meaning doraita. It's not a problem, and all these issues of appearance seem to be the rabbanan, which is a bit like the um, because if you read your kati, kati is shemina torah ain isur kilaim ela when bezorea shnei minim berabuvia when you plant two things together. As long as they're not planted together, they're separated like that. They're planted one next to each other, then it's mutar. But the chachamim, the chachamim asru lizro shnei minim zebetzad zeh mishimaradani. That sounds like a chachamim problem. But now read your chaim. Sorry, he doesn't even give it give a size of the guma. No, he doesn't even say the guma no. needs to be minimum kachavakach. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I said if you look at the mishnah Rishona, he does. He says you still need a harchaka. But I want to read Reb Chaim now. It says chachamim lav davka because this relates to our difficulty we've been having throughout the suga that's underlying the suga. What's the right or what's the rabbanan? He says chachamim lav davka. Shechen ma'ash asrato kilaim. What the Torah forbids in kilaim is hanireatli maritain. Depends on the appearance. So this is the doraisa now, which is because in other words ha'ibuvia asra because it's the whole mixture what appears that's kilaim because kilaim the word kilaim is miturga metagramina iruvin. Is a mixture. Avaldat, and then he mix, brings a Mishnah. So this is an underlying discussion we've been having in the background the whole time. Where's the right to where's the Rabbanan? And you can see that, that that's, um, it seems to be, um, according to Reb Chaim at least, definitely, even appearance of Kilaim is a right issue. Let's learn the Kamara. Let's say now, we have to remember, in this, we've discussed this, the later Mishnah we'll be learning yesterday as well. This is a Machloket, if you're planting this muksha, again, one of these more wild vegetables amongst regular vegetables. Now, if you recall, we saw the machloki yesterday with Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. I'm just brought it up here. We don't have time to go into too much detail. But if you recall, Rabbi Shmuel says they have to be spaced 12 amot apart. Whereas Rabbi Kiva, we said yesterday, it's eight amot apart. Now, the question is, that machloki and Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, is that, does that apply in our case here as well? Because here, our Mishnah only said eight amot, eight amot apart between two mukshaot. Clear? So according to Chizkiah, Chizkiah Marab Machloket. In other words, just as Rabbi Yishmael says in the later Mishnah, that has to be 12 amot apart, so too here as well. However, and that means our Mishnah must be, she said Rabbi Akiva, that 
two because you, we said two rows of this, two rows of the next, like that must be Rabbi Akiva. However, Rabbi Yochanan says absolutely not. He says meaning when you've got two rows of kishrim, two of the dilim, Rabbi Shmal and Rabbi Akiva, everyone agrees it's sufficient with Adamot. Why in the other case, when you're planting these mikshaot, the, the, sorry, the, um, the diluim in the field of betzalim, regular vegetables, is it different? Because he says, because they're different cases. The, our case is they're all the same type of wild, crazy vegetable. Okay. However, that's why eight is sufficient. However, if you're planting a wild, crazy vegetable amongst normal ones, then Rabbi Shmuel says how uh, the spacing has to be more separate because that you run the risk of that wild vegetable overcoming the regular normal one. That's why you need to have it even more spaced out 12 amot apart. Okay. So that's Machloket, Rabbi Yochanan and Chizkiah. Now we ask the following question. Orech orko bekama chovesh. Now we saw in the Mishnah, if you've got single rows and they're one by the next to the other, we said that then it's asu because it looks like the outer ones are chovesh, are squashing in those ones that are in, in, in the inside. Now, the question is, what is the length of that row that's going to be problematic? How long do we say is now it's considered chovesh? Because just one next to another, why does that not say chovesh? So Amri Bikiva, here we go. We can learn this from the din of a kerem. So too as well. Now to explain as follows. Individual grapes, so vines, you have to leave six tfachim, as soon as you have a kerem, a vineyard, the spacing between the vineyard and other product products is, is different. There's a lot of nafkuminas between a vineyard and, and, and an individual vine. We're going to learn about it later on in the coming prakim. The question is, what's, how clo- what, what's a vineyard? Two next to each other is a vineyard or is it more? So we say that as long as it's in this, configura- um, this configuration, which is like, like basically three and then two, like I'm showing in the picture. So like the four, as you have four number in a die, as, a, as in a dice, and then one next to it, like we have in the picture, that is considered a kerem. Now the question is, granted that's a configuration, how close or separated they have to be to be considered a kerem or not? So it's between four amot and eight amot. If it's less than four amot, people don't keep vines that way. They're going to pull them out of the ground. It's not viable. If it's more than four, uh, eight amot apart, then it's too, considered too sparse. It's not a vineyard. It's just in the individual vines again. Now, if that's confusing, don't worry, because we're going to discuss Kilea Kerem eventually. But the point is, what you notice here is the orech, the length of it, of the smallest vineyard, because as you said, is eight amot because they're spaced four apart and the top row, you've got one next to three, three in a row. That is the same, the orech, the length is the same as the maximum spacing to still have a vineyard. For a very sparse vineyard, we said it's eight amot apart. So you see, clear- what? S-C. Oh. One second. Okay, one second. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, so the Bluetooth speakers in the other room sort of took over my audio. So sorry about that. Let's um, let's let's just let's let's try and learn again. Um, so I'm not sure what you heard, but I'll just say it once again. So you see clearly from Kilea Kerem, the length, 
the din, but the, the shear of length of the minimum kerem is the same as the shear of the minimum spacing. So here in our case, our minimum spacing is how much? Well, it's our minimum spacing is, what do we say? Eight amot. So therefore the minimum length is also going to be eight amot to be chodesh. Okay. That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, let's, uh, now the Gemara says, okay. According to Chizkiah, it makes a lot of sense. That the length, no matter what case, whether it's a case of Yarak, Muksha, Yarak, or Muksha, Muksha, meaning like the, the, like, so let's say Diluim in, in vegetables or in our case, it's going to be the same length because he says everyone has a consistent Shita, according to Rabbi Chizkiah. I mean, Rabbi Kiva says it's eight even in our case. Sorry, uh, Rabbi Kiva says it's eight, or the Shemel says it's 12. And just in the other case, later Mishnah, it's eight and twelve. They're consistent with the shittot, therefore the length is going to be that case. However, according to Rabbi Yochanan, we've got a difficulty because Rabbi Yochanan says, and I'll show you the picture here. In the case where you're planting pumpkins in 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 Betzalim, you need to leave twelve. In our case, where it's as we said, Palmitsri, Kishuim, and Diluim, these pumpkins, all, they're all muksha, all all these crazy vegetables. We said the spacing is eight. So the question is, what then is the length that's going to be problematic? So you'll see what I mean. It says as follows. In Tema Bashmona, if you say it's eight because of this case, the case of, in, like in our Mishnah, in that case where you require more spacing, it's more chamur, so too you'll have to use a more chamur shear of the length is going to be eight, meaning shorter is going to be more problematic. Okay? Um, so I've changed a lot of words here, like you don't have new Gemara. So I'll read it to you again. That's what Reb Chaim reads it. So Just as we have Muksha Ben Mukshiot, that again, these are the crazy vegetables we said, that it's that. It is eight wide is sufficient. It's more makil. We said eight length is problematic. Muksha ben salim, this muksha, this to say diluim amongst say onions, which are regular vegetables, you're more machmir to say it needs 12. So you should be more machmir. That's only eight. Lokosha ken bish bishmona. Again, changing the words a bit as we go along. However, in tamer, if you want to learn from the other case, in tamer muksha ben salim, if you want to learn from this case that the length is 12, then in this case, where your more makil should also be 12. So in other words, what we're saying here, it's very unclear, according to Rabbi Yochanan, according to Rabbi Yochanan's reading, that Rabbi Shmal has different shirim for the, for the muksha ben mukshiot or muksha ben or dilim ben abetzalim, one's eight, the other one's 12, then it's very unclear what my shir now would be for chavush, whether it would be eight or 12. Because if I learn one, I'd come up if I, my starting point is one, I'll come up with a very different conclusion. It'll either be eight or 12. Now, I wanted to get a few more lines just to finish the sugya, but I think we've gone over time. You've got to get to your shear. So we'll stop here. There's a little bit more to get to the so called two dots just to finish off the sugya, but uh, we'll have to pick it up tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Uh,